All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Do us a favor, mash that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Um, Hit the bell for notifications. And, of course, participate in the chat down below by commenting or upvoting the video itself. We'd appreciate it very much. I'm here with Pratt Rogers on Tuesday, like I always am. Last week, we did offensive position group spring grades. This week, we're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. And, Pratt... The defensive side of the ball, it really wouldn't be a fair thing to just go in and talk about position rooms because this whole deal with Pete Golding, I think that's an issue that needs to be talked about, don't you? I do. Steven, appreciate you having me on, man. Um, Yeah, I'm excited about um, um, Pete Golding. I know that you and I spoke a little bit before the uh, podcast kicked off, um, kind of what he brings to the table, and I would say – for me personally, the biggest thing that I see in Golding is his level to recruit. Um, I think Partridge was a great recruiter. Um, but what I'm really excited about is obviously his Alabama connections and his potential to already have relationships with some of those 2024, 2025 kids um, uh, it, that he's been recruiting to Bama, some of those top tier kids. And hopefully you just you look at what he's done at Ole Miss already and say, look, I think he can – potentially pull some of those kids away from Bama and towards Oxford. And uh, I think that's that's really what he brings to the table outside the X's and O's. I'm more excited for the recruiting stuff than, than kind of any defensive scheme uh, that he brings. I just know he's going to be better than Partridge on the X's and O's. So I'm excited for anything for that facet, Stephen, to be honest with you. All right, when you look at this defense, the defense is either going to be a 4-2-5 or a 3-3-5, depending on the the way one player plays, essentially. So it's a, it's a really multiple defense. Now, we do not have any of that position except for some new signees, and we're going to get to that last. But when you look at the defensive line, when you look at linebackers, that position is going to have to play a heavy role into it. So Take these rankings with a little bit of a grain of salt. Look at the linebacker rankings as the linebacker rankings that you would think of as defensive defensive line that you would think of, and we will get to that jack position in a minute. But we started in the offensive segment with me giving my grades first. How about on the defensive side of the ball, we switch it around. So let's start with the defensive line, Pratt. All right. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I would say C-plus last year on the defensive line, and I think that's strictly based off the scheme we ran, not necessarily the talent. Um, I just didn't feel like we had any sort of pressure last year whatsoever. Um, And this year, you know, I don't think we landed any superstars on defense, defensive line, but I think that – I'm excited for some of the younger talent to develop, and I think that's really kind of where we we go up this year on the line and uh, bring more of a of a real defensive presence. I think guys like Tyler Malone will step up and have a bigger year, and I just I'm excited more from the recruits and players on the team that we already have getting another season under your belt. Not necessarily anybody that we're bringing on, Steven, that I think will be an instant game changer. You know, I agree with your assessment of last year's defensive line as C+. I'm right there with you on that one. I think this year the defensive line has a chance to make a jump, and this is why. Ole Miss essentially played with one true interior defensive lineman all last year. You had... 
KD Hill was the starter, backed out by JJ McGee's, yeah. and it just every defensive lineman had to fit in that box. Now, under Pete Golding, it's going to be three starters that would normally be a nose guard before. So you're going to be able to start somebody like the transfer, Joshua Harris, which that was a four-star player out in NC State. That is actually a very big pickup. And then you can move J.J. Pegues out into the three technique or the five technique, depending on what you're playing. And then on the other side, you have the defensive end where Jared Ivey and Cedric Johnson can live. You've got Jamon Gordon. You've got Xavion Harris. You've got a core of a two-deep defensive line already there. Now, the jack position, we're going to get to that at the end. But if you just look at the interior defensive lineman, I'm tempted to give this a B plus. I really am. I uh, I was thinking a solid B, so I'm mm. right there with you. I think we make a real jump this year. I'm, I'm really excited. I don't think that there's um, any way we go backwards this year on what we provided last year. So, uh, yeah, I, I would go solid B. I'm excited. B plus, I'd even be more excited. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Now, the question goes to the linebacker position because that's the next thing. And we lost all of our starters – we have Ashanti Seastrunk. We got him out of the transfer portal, so he's back in the room. You have Jeremiah Jean-Patiche. You have Monty Montgomery. You have Sontarian Perkins. You've got a decent core of linebackers. What say you, Pratt? Oh, man. I just losing, – losing people who already know the playbook is just so devastating. I think it's easy to sit there and look at somebody's star rating at linebacker like Sontarian Perkins or – you know, even a transfer like Monty Montgomery and say, oh, they'll, they'll be able to plug right in. But really the only guy who knows the playbook right now is Sistrunk, um, who has any Te- Technically, no, rep- he doesn't. Why we do you say that? Def- we have a new defensive coordinator. Ah, I got it. True. Technically true. So, so uh, they're all on level playing field. Um, no, I, I agree with you if you look at it from that perspective. Hmm. Um, so all that to say, I think – Talent upgrade, definitely this year. I think scheme upgrade at linebacker this year. I would put us last year at a C flat maybe. And uh, this year I think we could be a BB minus. Um, I am excited. I think that it's just more of a a question mark on who is kind of ready to step up and play. I I know that we've been excited on this podcast about Perkins potentially being a day one guy. Um, it's pretty rare to step up as a true freshman and start in, in the SEC at linebacker. At least in, in, in Oxford it is. Uh, we've just had such a terrible hey. recruiting history at linebacker. I'm probably just pessimistic. But even Patrick it. Willis did not start as a true freshman. I agree. I yeah. agree. So – uh, as excited as we all are for him, I just I, I hope he gets in the weight room, puts on some SEC weight. But um, I'm probably going B in this class, and I think that that's optimistic. Thoughts for you? I I, I like this linebacker group. I think Jean Patisse could be the thumper that is like somebody that these Dave Aranda, um, Pete Golding, that style defense. There's always a Thumper at linebacker. Jeremiah Jean Patisse can be that. Monty Montgomery, honestly, is a true will linebacker. If you go back like a Rory Johnson type from that era. And Sontarian Perkins, I do think he has a chance to be the other hybrid. The one, I think this freshman year, they're going to figure out a way to get him on the field. But his main position will be 
shared with a Ladarius Tennyson, that group. Yeah. Um, it kind of playing that hybrid role, maybe a little bit of linebacker. They're going to figure out how to move him around. Like I said, we're going to talk about the Jack in just a second. I like where this defense, um, this linebacker core is. I like the potential of them, but I do think a solid B, that's a, that's a good grade. And if any of them miss, it goes to a B minus or C plus pretty quick. Stephen, I'll ask you, where do you see Sistrunk kind of stepping in this year with the group that we have? I mean, does he kind of fit in that uh, top-tier rotation, you think? I think he's a good – I think him and Jean Patisse are going to compete for the starting role and being kind of the head guy on that defense. And whoever yeah. loses out is going to be the backup for whoever wins it and Monty Montgomery. That's going to be a – three-man, two-position rotation with one side of them being the Jack linebacker that we're going to talk about in a little bit, and the other side is going to end up being Suntarian Perkins or Ladarius Tennyson, and that's where they're going to rotate out on that yeah. side of the ball. That that That's what I think will happen there. Um, I, but I think Tennyson, I think Perkins and those guys are going to play what we used to call the Husky. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then in these two linebacker positions, it'll be C-Strunk, Jean-Patiste, um, and Monty Montgomery, maybe a Tyler Banks, or um, I forget the linebacker from Little Rock, Arkansas. His last name's White. Um, I think one of the that'll that'll be the rotation in the middle this year. Yep. No, I don't disagree with that. Um, I just have I have no idea. I guess we pr- probably nobody knows till you know spring fall ball anything like that. Uh, who's really able to step up. But I'd be interested to see where guys like that fit in and how they can potentially take their game to the next level. So I'm sticking with B and linebackers. Yeah, nobody really knows until like September 9th. After the two-lane game in New Orleans, we'll have an idea of exactly what this defense looks like and where the weaknesses are. Because two-lane's good enough to exploit them. They're not good enough to beat Ole Miss unless Ole Miss just gives it to them because they lost Tajay Spears. They lost so many really good players. Um, but they if have that quarterback. To, yeah. Go, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut Yeah, you if off. we lose to Tulane, we got larger problems, obviously. That's exactly what I was yeah. about to say. Yeah. But um they are good enough to where they can cause this defense trouble if for some reason they don't come ready to play. If there's holes on defense, they will be able to exploit them. Um in the way that teams did at the end of the season against the three two six last year. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. All right, let's go to the defensive back room. Let's say the cornerback room. To start with, what do you see over there? Steven, I'm super excited about uh, the DBs. I think that we we replaced uh, some good talent there. I'm excited about uh, um, some a few of the transfer portal guys. The only real uh, loss I feel like we've, we've, we've had was the potential upside of Igbignosin um, and his – departure to I think Ohio State but um you know I think that we've got a really good backfield there uh I'm, I'm really excited about our secondary so uh we'll we'll see um I would give us a a B plus and last year I would probably give us a, a a B I think we took a step in the positive direction I think we mentioned two or three podcasts ago really the only thing I'm concerned about is how does uh, how do some of these uh, like CUSA players transfer to the SEC on on the cornerback side, particularly um, if Gaddis gets his grades right, stuff like that? Um, 
you know, those are those are probably two of my only concerns. Yeah, Gaddis, who has not enrolled at Ole Miss yet, that hasn't happened exactly yet because he has to get to a point where he is eligible. So after this semester, he'll liable go in like Malik Heath did. And then yeah. you have Walton from Georgia Tech, a six foot four cornerback. You've got our six foot three cornerback. You've got John Saunders from Miami of Ohio, a six foot three cornerback. You've got DeAndre Prince who came back. The cornerback room, I give them an A. Absolutely good. A. Good. Yeah. I love that then. Yeah. Good. Yeah. The height, the length, everything that's going on, you're going to see Ole Miss play a lot of two man, one man, all of the stuff that Alabama did. You've got the body types actually over there to do that. And you have a cover corner in DeAndre Prince, who if Gaddis gets right and gets into school, he'll slide over on that DeAndre Prince side as well. And you've got two cover corners that can kind of allow you to turn the defense loose. Now, safety, that's a little bit of a problem because, you know, um, A.J. is gone. Um, They do return Ishim Young from Iowa State. And they and do he's return. been such a pleasant surprise. You know, I probably yeah. didn't have super high hopes for him, Stephen, but he's been a, a very pleasant surprise. There, there's a chance, though, Ishim goes down in that same place Latarius Tennyson is. Those former yep. box safeties in the three-two-six. I would not be surprised at all if they are literally put near the line of scrimmage. Now, Trey Washington's coming back. I'm excited about that. He played some last year. He had a great and, end of the season. Mm-hmm. And the safeties that you know, we have brought in over the last, the defensive backfield, we've recruited fairly heavily for a couple of years. And supposedly some good players are back there. The kid from Nashville coming in. So, But me saying that, I think at the end of last year, you probably had a B-plus safety room because of AJ, just because of AJ. Now you kind of have a C-plus safety room that has to earn the right to raise that position grade up a little bit. I think they're going to be fine, but until they show it, I, I, I can't necessarily believe it, if that makes any sense. Fair. I don't disagree with that one. Hmm. All right. So let's change over to the Jack linebacker position. And we're doing this last on purpose because Ole Miss literally did not have one on campus before signing day. They did not have one on campus before, I don't know, even committed before January 27th. When Pete Golden got there, that was the position that was the whole position. So when you look at Chamberlain Campbell, DJ Holmes, uh, the kids last thing, Matt Miller from Southwest Community College, three players that were brought in to play this position. I don't know if anybody besides Miller's on campus now, and this spring is going to be so important for this defense. What do you make of it? Concerning. Probably one mm-hmm. word there, concerning. Uh, I don't know if we've even got anybody that I, I mean, you, you listed two or three players that you're excited to potentially fill that role, but I, I've got a lot of question marks if that's a position we even filled in the transfer portal. Uh, and so I think potentially, I, I, have no, I, have no, I, I think potentially Cedric Johnson could play there. I, I think that is a potential. Um, as far as regular linebackers, nobody really has the size speed ratio that you want for that. That's the reason they had to recruit that area so hard. Um, so for a spring, I, I'm going to say that's a D plus just yeah, because it's not, n- not a lot there. And you have to build that grade up as it goes. Once DJ Holmes gets there, there's a chance he could be really special at Ole Miss. Nation sack leader in high school. It'll be really interesting to see him. The kid from Southwest Community College, 
he's got a he's got a whole spring of Pete Golding saying, "Okay, this is how we want this play." So uh, there's some positives there, but you know, I think the defense has a chance to be frustrating uh, in 2023. I think that they they might be top 15 in the nation in turnovers and finish up 80th in the country. If that makes sense. <laughs> That is frustrating is a great adjective. Yeah, I feel like at that position, Stephen, you're just shoving a, a square peg in a round hole. Uh, I feel like you're just trying to create a position or a player for that position. And, you know, I, we'll, we'll see. Uh, uh, I put a big question mark there. I, I will reserve judgment on that until uh, the end of the year. How about that? Yeah, and, and one of these other linebackers and defensive linemen that we're not thinking of could absolutely slide over to that position, break out in spring, and be ready for fall ball, but we just don't know who they are at the moment, right? Yep. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Andy Patton from Locked On College Basketball is going to be on the show tomorrow. Um, Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Pratt, thank you very much for stopping by. You look snazzy in the polo shirt, man. You look real snazzy. Appreciate it. Like yours as well. And uh, thanks for having me on. And look forward to catching up next Monday or Tuesday. All right. Talk to you then. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye.